Hey, can I ask you a question? What? Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale of the moonlight? Yes, sir. What? That's not in the movie. Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> what are your what are your thoughts? Like what do you like about the movie? So I'll start with the obvious and and that is Jack Nicholson. Um you know, I knew he was mm. a great actor going into it, but I think just seeing his humor and how he just delivered his lines like he was very suave and and confident and mm. I don't know I didn't expect him to be so put together or well yeah. put together like when um before he let's say transforms into the Joker spoiler alert um he I don't know like he's he's you know he is part of the mob and I guess you see that in the comics as well but he's not really a loony like he's mm, he doesn't come across as like mentally unstable no he actually comes across very intelligent he's intelligent and he's cunning yeah i mean i yeah i guess which you could argue with heath ledger's joker he was actually quite intelligent as well so maybe that's not the best characteristic to use but yeah to your point like you you don't imagine him to be the way that he is um for me like i thought the um he was so theatrical and what he brought to the performance really set such a solid um, and spectacular foundation for the Joker character that we have come to uh, embrace in mainstream media. So you you definitely get a sense of oh okay like this is this is what the character's all about. Well, speaking sure. of um, theatrical, I read somewhere that um, he actually improvised that whole bird dance scene where he oh, goes into. Yeah. Um, Vicky's apartment and he I think he farts or something and then runs <laughs> off and he does this really wait he farts I don't remember that he farts and then runs off like he he does something funny yeah. and then you know how he does that dance wait how did I miss this um that whole that funny dance yeah it's called the bird dance okay um that actually wasn't in the original script and apparently Jack Nicholson just randomly did that in the take oh, wow. um and it worked really well because I remember laughing in how that scene. do they keep a straight face like that, the, the editors would have had quite a job trying to edit around him <laughs> improvising that if they didn't expect it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess he's just a really good actor, but um, and working with a professional team. But for speaking of the team, um, another thing that really stood out to me um, was, I guess, the lighting and like set design of this film. I got mm. a very um, like the the fact that it was set in nineteen. 19- uh, sorry, it was, yeah, made in 1989. Um, just the way they um, portrayed Gotham, it, it, it kind of reminded mm. me of the, the new Matt Reeves Batman, but it had this, like, futuristic Blade Runner 2049 oh, yeah. vibe to it yep. when they showed Gotham. Yeah, um, like, like a futuristic, sci-fi, yeah, yeah, sci-fi kind of a, a vibe to it, uh, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, they did a good job, and you can definitely see a lot of, like, Tim Burton in that, right? Because he's all about the style and and whatnot. Um, I did want to just mention, um, in terms of, you know, speaking about the Joker, is, like, his... Uh, the lines that he had in this movie were pretty awesome. Um, and even the one... There's one that he delivers, which I'm probably going to... Um, I'm going to butcher it now, but he, he talks about being dead, and he says... Ah, uh, yes. says, are you dead? And he says... I've been dead. It's like a. Um, it's like um, I've been dead like once already. It's very liberating. It's very you should liberating. think of it as therapy. Mm. Like even that in itself. Like there's there's so much like there's there is a depth there and eloquence and crafty writing, which 
is always really appreciated. So that that's definitely um, pretty cool. Yeah, it definitely had a Tim Burton vibe to it, and ju- and like just one of the things I loved was um, the Batmobile. Um, mm, ju- it, yes. it kind of reminded me really of stylistic. the um, Toyota eighty six, <laughs> and now I know why. Um, when I had that um, disclaimer, I'm very biased towards that car because that was my first car. <laughs> um, but when um, now I know when I had that car, everyone would be like, oh, you're driving a little Batmobile because mm. um, that one, it probably looked the, the closest. Similar, yeah. Yeah, in terms it, of, in terms a of little style, sports yeah. car. Like it just, um, yeah, it was really funky and it had a lot of character. You know, for me, apart from like the, so the Joker is one thing. The One of the things that I think was just so effing stellar about this movie was the intro, like the opening credits um, and the, dun, the score dun, by Danny Elfman. I should have started yeah, off like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, you can be the theme song person. But how freaking good... Okay, so there's... One thing is music, right? Like, the way that it begins and it starts off, like, soft and then obviously it, it, it builds up this momentum and gets really powerful. But even just the way that the intro is shot where it's, like, dark and you look like... It's kind of spooky. It's It's a bit spooky. And it looks like it's panning this cave almost, right? Like, if you haven't seen the movie before... But it's the bat symbol. Yeah. It it eventually, you know, you pull out to see the reveal of the the bat symbol. And the timing of it is so good. Uh, Just, you you see the full bat reveal. (laughs) Sorry. So good. (laughs) No one's going to get that reference. Um, But you you see the full... Uh, bat symbol just as aligned with the credits align, like perfectly yeah. as this the, just the as, song finishes the credits and the, sorry the the director's name like directed yeah by the Tim bat Burton symbol comes, comes like, up just, yeah. it, the, the timing of it is just amazing it too. was a long intro well we don't see intros that long um nowadays obviously, by today's but, standards yeah. but it was um yeah it was like i kind of felt like i was on um the scooby-doo ride like yeah. like i was going through like a, a mystery ride oh my god they should have a ride where you go through but then how would you yeah but how it, would you reveal but what would you be point, going through yeah, the bat symbol through? like, like it, the bat- there is a batman ride at movie world yeah but it's like a ride, giant drop but that's what should, should happen you should go through it and then like the, the ride should rise and you should look down at the bat symbol like the dark knight rises what do you mean like the dark knight rises as in like you're like the dark knight rising oh, the, like the oh, oh i see what you did there oh, aren't we clever <laughs> Um, but no, definitely like that and just the score that plays throughout like really elevated the quality of this film for sure. I did like that. I mean, I think, um, you know, obviously this was a very popular Batman for its time. Um, mm. I think it was interesting for me as a viewer because I didn't grow up watching that movie. Yeah, so yeah. me watching it now for in, the first in, time in 2022, 2022. I um, yeah, obviously there were things that really stood out to me. Um, in a positive way, um, but then I did have my irks <laughs> with it as well, um, and well, I guess the issue I had with it was there were too many minor and secondary characters in the film, and it oh, yeah, confused me. When we were it really it. confused me for I... like a simple yeah. Batman film that it essentially has a very simple plot mm. in a way. Mm. Like with the there were all these like lords. minor characters. There was Bruce. There was Eckhart. There was Gordon. There was. Alexander, who mm. was um, Vicky's colleague, there was Harvey Dent, there was Carl Grissom, who was um, one of the criminal underworld guys, there was Jack Napier, who was the Joker. So the way I saw it or see it now is there's obviously two storylines 
that always go on in like the Batman movies. There's, you know, the criminal underworld and then there's um like the the DA, yeah, the, like which is very the positive people. Of a Batman film. Yeah, like you always see that. But Even in the new one, I just heaps. found that um, it wasn't. It just kind of well. it. Yeah, like these weren't prominent characters that were always there, but they were there enough to be part of the film. But it it just confused me. Mm. Like it took me about thirty minutes into the film to remember and to remember who everyone was and yeah. what their purpose was. That's fair enough. I don't even think I was paying attention to them. Like, you just rattled off a whole bunch of names and I only remember hearing or seeing half of those people. So for me, it wasn't even, like, relevant because it, it I don't know, I wasn't, it wasn't so, I wasn't so invested in the plot itself, I guess, which is strange. But I definitely think that a lot of those, um, you know, crime lord characters are very characteristic of Batman films. But you're right, there's a way to do it. Like, in Batman Begins, you get... You get the structure and the you hierarchy. You get the structure. Like, you, st- in, for example, in Batman Begins, you um, obviously get Falcone. Um, well, you, you really only get Falcone in Underworld and that other um, um, corrupt... It's Falcone now, as we said. No, but I'm talk- when we're talking about <laughs> Nolan Batmans, I'm going to say oh, Falcone. Okay. We're when we're technical. talking about Matt Reeves' Batman, I'm going to say Falcone. Oh, wow. You're committed. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you've got to be in character. So, in Batman Begins, it's... it's mainly Falcone, you see, and that um, that corrupt cop that works with Gordon that has the curly hair, the little mm. chubby one, um, who Batman says, I'm Batman, when he... Oh, uh-huh, yeah. That, you see that guy a yeah, little bit, yeah, yeah. but, like, he's still minor enough to not yeah. confuse the plot. But, yeah. Oh, and then there's obviously Scarecrow and, like, Ra's al Ghul, but I feel like everything's done in structure. Yeah, there's a structure where you, to it. Um, and a there's a time and yeah. place for those characters. Mm. In this, I felt like they introduced these, like, ten characters within the first yep. 15 minutes of the film, and I yep. think that's where I had the issue because I, mm. I was trying to keep up and trying to um, analyse each character objective or just to see who these people were, but they just they introduced too many people. Um, right. And for, like, a simple kids movie or, you know, whatever, teenage movie, I, I found it Fam- confusing. Nice family, family, family movie. movie. <laughs> um, obviously, yeah, if you're looking at it from just, you know, the yep. Tim Burton stylistic yep. point of view of where you're seeing Batman, it's not, um, it's not confusing because you're yeah. just watching it. But speaking of those goons, how it, how's that scene when um, Jack Nicholson shakes that guy's hand in the boardroom and he turns into, like... He like mummifies basically. Oh yeah, you remember? yeah. He like He's becomes like, a skeleton. Got a live one, boys, or something like that. And the guy's just like that was really Dude, funny. You know what's funny about that? Speaking of like you know unrealistic nineties movies, is this this character totally mummifies or like burns to death or whatever the hell happens to him? And if you look at everyone's expression, all the people, all the board room members, oh, they yeah. just they're just like expressionless like not like barely anything has happened in front of them so i, I thought that was really funny I'm yeah not, it's like really they sure had no concept and i'm pretty sure the the cops come in soon later too and they don't even like they just like come in and, and they just they arrest take... him but they're not like no one's taken back that this man's just like mummified and burnt to right. death um maybe and it was i think there, it was like more a of like a humor point sure. and just meant to be one of those over the top eccentric things that mm. the joker does mm-hmm. and, and maybe it was done in the comics but um yeah i mean i think you got it yeah you these gotta, films you aren't meant to be super realistic and mm. you've got to take them for what they are um sure another thing i would have liked to see is a bit more and i don't blame this because because it's a 1989 movie but maybe more diversity in the characters like 
I liked that um, Harvey Dent was played by um, like an African American, an African American actor, yep. um, Billy D. Williams. Um, but I didn't even know he was Harvey Dent. Like I kind of forgot that 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 character. I knew he was a mayor. Um, yeah, I didn't pick up that. Oh, that's Dent or Two Face. But um, they didn't ever really explore that. And even in the wait, other, he was Dent. Was he Harvey Dent? I'm pretty sure he was Harvey Dent. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Was he? Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, yeah, he Yeah, was. but isn't that yeah, funny? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know if they did that with the intention that they might do a second um, Batman movie of that franchise with Harvey Dent, but I never saw that man come back, and he wasn't Two-Face in this movie, or, I like, his character didn't transform. I can't in- remember if he's the mayor in Batman Returns. I should, because I've seen it a few times. Oh, but okay. He might, he might come does he, back. But does he come but- back as Two-Face? No, no Two-Face no, is in the Riddler one. Yeah, there's no Two-Face but he's in not- Batman Returns. But I don't yeah, know. So I, I, don't felt, know he, I, I don't know him, if he reprises his role as the mayor. I don't know what his like um, point was because he wasn't Two Face in this. He was just Harvey uh, Dent, you, and you're really going hard. He was the, the only African American actor, but yeah, I mean, uh, but it's, I'm not it's really also sh- the same with all the other names that you rattled off earlier, like Eckhart and the Carl guy, Bogey Boo Boo. <laughs> Thank you, I don't know. I don't know what names you said. Alexander. Oh, there was <laughs> one person I also like. Just didn't. They just annoyed me every time. Who? Um, Vicky's colleague, Vicky's Alexander. Colleague. Like oh, yeah. he was just Lol. really pointless. And there's a scene where she just like runs over him. <laughs> Remember, she's driving and we were watching it, and she literally like runs over him by accident. And then wait, what? I don't you don't remember? That. And we. We all started laughing. I need to watch this movie again. I've, like, missed all she the best She literally, bits. it was, like, at the end. Like, he's, like, it's when the city is, like, everyone's going crazy. Oh. And he comes in front of the car and she just, like, runs over him <laughs> by accident. But By um, accident. Yeah, I'm but it's just, like, really random. And I just, I got, that character was meant to be there to question. Um, he was on um, Bruce's case. Too. He was on Bruce's case and he was trying to figure out, like, who... Yeah, who Batman was, um, and obviously he had like a little crush on Vicky, um, and was getting um, jealous when she was like um, getting more into the Batman case and like falling in love with Bruce. But um, what were your um, what what did you I guess dislike about the film? Um, yeah, probably the same things you said. Um, also coupled with the fact that yeah, watching it in twenty twenty two like some like there was a bit of a pacing issue for me it's not that um you know slow films aren't entertaining but i just don't think that there's particularly a lot that happens like every time um jack nicholson is on screen as the joker you're obviously like very engaged and um hooked to the action that's happening but apart from those scenes or apart from when you know batman's in the bat suit you know it's just like you could be standing in the kitchen making a cup of coffee and you wouldn't really miss a whole lot and um i think we've come a long way from those types of films where um you know a lot of these movies now where well, how long you... was the movie the running was it two hours or three hours uh, no it was two hours two well, hours yeah well it's yeah, interesting it like because um the matt reeves robert Pattinson batman is like three hours long but yeah. you don't it's definitely oh, man. like more engaging but i mean this was also it's like, hard to compare you can't you, know, you got what, 30 look, years ago i will say this i i definitely respect the film for what it is and i can imagine that if i was watching it as a as a 20 something year old or as a 30 something year old in the 90s when it came out or sorry 1989 technically as i should say um i probably would have been blown away you even it. born uh, you know i would have yeah i wasn't born but <laughs> If I, if I was, what I'm saying is I, I probably would have felt the same way about this film as I did for 
the Batman. Yeah, because, I, because I've seen a lot of um, the elements are all there. Interviews of people and when you know asked, oh, which one's your favorite Batman? A lot of people say this one. Yeah, because they considered, grew up, It's considered the best Batman for a lot of people. Watching it, um, yeah, which is always going to be a bias. Like we're going to sure. say we love, um, you know, the Dark Knight and the Matt Reeves Batman and our future generation is going to talk about some other Batman franchise for sure that's just a generational thing but that's yeah so that's that's one thing for me um but I guess my my ultimate question would be like what what is the entertainment value like how would you how would you rank the entertainment value because you and I always go back to like the Schumacher movies which everyone hates and I've told you so many times that I actually really like them because I I find them really funny and you and I we had this interesting conversation after the film where we said you know in terms of rewatchability we could rewatch Batman Forever and Batman and Robin again and again because it's just so like slapstick funny but how many times could we watch Batman, nineteen eighty nine. Good thing you clarified. That. <laughs> yeah, I know Jesus is. Yeah, like so I mean, I think with the, the I know the Schumacher ones are a bit, they're definitely a bit sillier, and they kind of remind me of the room with that Tommy Wiseau. Or, oh God, don't say that. No, as in like you do enjoy watching it because it's silly, and yeah. I'm the type of person that I like watching silly movies with I, a fun I, I, I group put it of people. Way above the room because I couldn't watch oh, the room. I, don't know. I, I couldn't watch the room, the room over and over, but I could watch. The Schumacher Batman. I feel like we've watched the no, because that's just like times. too stupid to me. That's just like that's not even. But I still find like the Batman. I don't know. I'm, like, no, I don't know. The Batman them. and Robin movie was like the one light. Everything in that movie is silly. It is, but, but it's great. It's still, I don't know. It's still more cinematic than the room in its own. Yeah, in I mean, way. Yeah, you, you've got Batman please, on yeah, roller please, skates, don't, but I don't, don't want to get too don't much ruin, into that. Don't ruin we will have a whole other podcast on that. Oh Jesus, we'll probably have like a three part podcast. It's just so epic. But how would I rank it? Yeah, That's I mean, what I, I mean, rewatchability wise. Look, I probably wouldn't rewatch it. Um, or maybe I would. Like, like we, you in could the probably future. watch it like one more time in like five years or something. Like later on, when I kind of forgotten about it. <sighs> like if I had to watch it again next weekend, like I could, but again, only for like the scenes with the Joker, the scenes with Batman. Yeah, I probably yeah. wouldn't rewatch it anytime soon, but. I- respect it for what it was yeah. um i'd watch the intro like a thousand times a day you literally just watched it before this podcast. yeah man i was like let's get pumped let's watch the batman intro <laughs> is it an intro opening credits why do i keep saying intro yeah, like it's a tv is... show you don't want something so awesome you can't even finish a sentence that's how i feel about the opening credits but yeah another thing um i <laughs> you're just like okay moving on moving on <laughs> Great transition. Um, <laughs> another thing that was cool that I think you pointed out when we were watching it was the way the Joker died and he, um, well, he was dangling from the building. Mm. Um, not that that was cool, but uh, they did something very similar in The Dark Knight. Mm. Um, but um, I think they didn't, they cut out. This thing. You never see the Joker die in The Dark Knight. Mm. Um, maybe it was out of respect um, for Heath Ledger. I think Ledger. it was, isn't that what... I'm pretty sure Chris Nolan confirmed Yeah, that. and in this one, you see him, the exact same thing. He, he's dangling off the building, but then um, the gargoyle that's holding him up, I think, breaks. So then he, he ends up falling, and I guess it's um, insinuated yeah. that he dies. Um, so yeah, I, don't, I think that's in the comics. I just I found that interesting that both films oh, went looked, with that. So yeah. it must be, um, it yeah, must be must something. Be. Yeah. yeah, it must be in the comics. 
Mm. But yeah, Batman. Look, we're in the process of um, rewatching all the Batmans at the moment. Um, so we we thought we'd start off with this yes. one. We we weren't game enough to start with the fifties. Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll go back to that. Maybe after, we'll go back to after that. All Apparently, there's a TV show as well. I think yeah. we we're kind of keen. Maybe to ch- we'll, I think the, the Adam West one that people always go on about. That's the movie. Oh, I think. Whoops. Um, but yeah, it was. I'm, I'm glad I did my research. Look, yes, yeah, I have respect for it. Yeah, yeah, respect, man. Definitely, like a great, great film. Um, in its in its own right, I just think, yeah, it's like you can obviously just tell the parts that are dated. Um, and yeah, personally for me, rewatchability is not totally there, especially compared to how great the rest of them are. So that's that's how I feel. But yeah, props props Tim Burton. Like, oh, and definitely nostalgic value. Like, even though I hadn't seen it as a kid when I was watching it, I'm like, oh, this is. Spring, yeah, just just brings back memories of like the early nineties and what movies used to be like. No, I'm always a fan of that. Hence the name, film nostalgic. Cool. Uh, I do have one more thing to say. Never rub another man's rhubarb. All right. Stay tuned <laughs> for more Batman podcasts.